Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? So clearly, uh, folks, uh, you heard yesterday's podcast uh, as me and Andy were in Philly. Um, and we're still in Philly yeah. uh, for the podcast episode. But when you're listening to this, we'll be in Irvine. Irvine. Um, so there's a little bit of a quiz. Uh, paint this picture. Rocky, like in Rocky 1, um, when he finished beating up, uh, when he Lost to Apollo, and it was close, though. And remember when you said that thing about him going to Adrian, hey, where's your hat? Yeah. So, but remember prior to that, he was screaming out, you Adrian! So, here's Rocky. Only the plot twist is, he's gay. (laughs) 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 And his lover, instead of Adrian, he's calling to the ring. So... Of course, he would go, Hey, yo, Steve! Welcome to the emails. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's how you do that, Miles Crawley. Uh, First one. Dude, it, 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 I'm sorry, to stop, yeah. but the uh, Eddie Murphy joke where it was uh, it was Ed Ed, Ed Cramden and uh, Ed, Nor- uh, Ed Norton, Ralph, Ralph Cramden and Ed, Ed Norton. Norton. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to make them all one right. word, but Rocky and uh, Polly would have been. Oh. <laughs> but I don't do a Polly, and he doesn't have a specific. But I, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Rocco. <laughs> I, I fuck it. But just hey, yo, Paul, you want to pull down your boxes? <laughs> I'm feeling kind of hoony. <laughs> oh, not tonight, Rocco. Hey, yo, if I want to fuck, you got to be able to fuck. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I I just that's just the that was the the uh, updated version of that. Yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy think that is shit is yeah. <laughs> How long are you going to fuck me, Rocco? I don't know. Two, three rounds? Maybe ten. Maybe you go all the way. What do you think, Cuff and Link? How long? Hey, Cuff and Link, how long you think I had to fucking box this guy's cheeks? You know? Couple jabs, couple lefts, couple rights. Get the ball bag going. Do, 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 do the balls, you know? My balls are slapping up against your ass. And then you know, is it a knockout or is it a technical knockout? What's the difference, Rocco? I fuck you so hard, you fall down. You get up, I fuck you so hard, you fall down two more times. It's a technical, it's three. <laughs> I give <laughs> three, three. I, I give you one good shot and it's over. I don't know, Rocco. I'd rather the one shot, you know? All right, then, here we go. And he's, he's fucking him. He's making us in the corner. Come on, Rock! <laughs> Take this bum out! 
What do you want, Mick? The guy's got fucking staying power. <laughs> this is the end of our career. Bang, bang, bang. Hey, yo! I did it! You know, I just want to say, besides my kid being born, this is the greatest night of my life. Hey, yo, Steve! I did it! <laughs> Jay Rocky, nigga. That's a shout out to Eddie Murphy, though, too, for, yeah, pro- for producing that. Yeah, bit. and produced by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Jay Rocky. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then next comes the sequel. All right. Hunter Hitch, Paul Mooney. And I like this email because he, he when that question I asked, how come Paul seemed to turn off the white people or whatever or couldn't get the way. This is a white guy who's answering this. So, Hunter Hitch. Perhaps white audience never warmed up to Paul because they always felt like they were. And, Andy, even you said um, he didn't. When, like he said, some white people. Yeah, he didn't have to define it. Right. Uh, He never laughed because it felt like they were under attack from him. He never laughed with them, only at them. Also, imagine a white comedian whose act was berating black people. Black people this, black people that. Would that comedian be beloved by black people? Most certainly they wouldn't call him a legend. I I respect Paul Mooney for sticking to his guns and doing it his way. But in the end, when you alienate half the audience, you only get half the fame and fortune. A couple things about this. Um, I never put anything past its ability to be done comedically. It would be hard for a white comic to, and I don't know if berate is the right word, because when I think berate, you're already losing. But I think it would be hard for a white comic to fuck with black people, depending on the angle he's coming from. Uh, If they had a Paul Mooney feel to it, you probably could be right. But... Based on the sensitivity of it, and and we all know, and you might want to call it unfair. Uh, look, man, because of history, and white comics know this too. There's certain licenses you guys don't have that we have, and that's just the reality. Um, it's it's also about punching up and punching down. If you how if you hold the power, you can't you can't take swipes at people that don't have the power. I know, but Andy, you said that before. But again, you know. For me to talk about fat women is punching down, some would say. But the joke is so fucking solid, people are dying. Yeah. So there's a way to do everything. There is a way to do everything. You know, and as you said that, Bill Burr isn't always uh Bill Burr gets shots in on on certain things that are uh cultural. But he's great at it. He's great at it because but but it isn't talking down. That's the whole thing. Bill says it in a way where it's it's about just who what it is, how right. it is. And but go on. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you on this. No, no. And then the last thing is, I almost agreed with you when I first read this about um, when you alienate half the audience, you only get half the fame and half the fortune. I almost agreed with you, but then I thought about it, and I said, Tyler Perry has never played to a white audience. Most of his audience is not only black, it's a specific group of blacks, families, church-going blacks. And he's a tycoon. So when you go, if you alien, you only get half the... Tyler Perry is richer than a lot of white motherfuckers in the game. And again, he doesn't have a big white audience. Now, granted, if you get all the monies, black, white, the better. But you don't have to, to make your mark. And Tyler Perry has made his mark. But Tyler Perry was also introduced to white America by Oprah. But even still, Tyler's demographic ain't white people. No, I, I get that. I'm just saying that his his crossover okay. isn't based on the movies that he's made and the work that he's done. But his success is. His, his success is. I'm saying, but that that plays more, like you said, to a black audience. His fame on on in white America comes from. I don't know Oprah. that white America embraces him like black America. No, no. I'm, I'm saying they don't. I'm saying he crossed over only because of Oprah. Otherwise, no, no, all no, this no, fame. But, but, but Oprah. Helped him to reach who? Well, I'm saying 
he his his notoriety in in white America really mm-hmm. just only comes from Oprah. His work is 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 aimed at black at the black community, black audiences. I'm saying he's in a different. I, I'm not disagreeing with you on this. Right. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying his work, the way that he works, mm-hmm. is to the black community. The only reason he has a, a, a white any of his white following is actually just coming from oh, okay from I hear what you're you saying. Because, I just I just don't know that. That white following, I'd like to know how deep that runs. I, I don't know how, how, how deep it runs. I'm just saying right. I, I do understand how he came to uh, white America. Okay. He came, because he, Oprah had a, from what I understand, is Oprah is the one who was like, dude, you got to. Well, you know, back when Oprah was Oprah with the show, anything she touched. Turned, turned to gold. gold she yeah. introduced Obama to damn near white America. But she's the one who told uh, Tyler Perry it was time uh, for him. I want to say I'm thankful, Oprah, for that. Uh, because, you know, when I was in Chicago and I was doing what I was doing, <clears throat> uh, me and Michelle, uh, you know, we, 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 we knew the Negroes. Uh, we hung out. We went to the barbecues. Uh, we, we, we rolled the dice. Uh, we did all the Negro shit. Uh, but uh, we needed to cross over into that new place. We needed to get better. We needed more. And Oprah, you did that. Because everybody knows that uh, you are the black female Jesus. Uh, so thank you. Uh, I'm grateful. Michelle, uh, Sasha Malone. Uh, God bless Oprah. That's a, that's a, that's a great pancake-making, uh, biscuit-turning, uh, beautiful black broad. Thank you, Oprah. Thank you, Oprah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's got nothing after that. <laughs> Uh, um but but to his point though what he's saying though about paul about paul man the thing is and this is this is this is a white people thing and i and guys this is where i am handy because i i know i say uh white because and again i'll say it again i walk through this world i get the benefits of the whiteness goddamn right you do but i grew up in a mexican household I understand. Uh, I hear what white people say. Mm-hmm. Listen, white people couldn't get out of the way when Paul speaks of of being lumped in and generalized. Because white people do this. That's why when they say black people, they mean <laughs> all black people. They they generalize and put everybody in a big group. So when when Paul is coming at them, mm-hmm. and I got to be honest, even sometimes when I hear Paul, when I would hear Paul, ooh, that would hurt. It would cut because it felt mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. But you have to realize he's he even if he's not saying it, if you're not that, it isn't you. White people have a hard time removing themselves from that because they truly deep down know that they have all these advantages, whether they want to admit it, whether they even admit it to themselves. And that's where I think Paul was getting at, and that's what white people can't take. White people don't like to be mugged, and my comedy mugs you. <laughs> As soon as you sit down, nigga, raise your arms. Give me your wallet. Bitch, give me that goddamn purse and those pearls. And if you refuse, I will haunt you. I will follow you. I will mug you. I'll put that knife in that white back, and I'll get it. Damn it. (laughs) And white people can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) The best analogy I can give for this, too, though, is, uh, you know, Richard Pryor in The Wanted, uh, um, Richard Pryor wanted the the, the specially filmed, mm-hmm. and he said, "This is the time where all white people came back and found out the black dudes had taken their seats during the intermission." Yeah, 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 yeah. niggas done stole their seats. Yeah, uh, that was Pryor's was crossed over to white folks right. in a way that they could it was manageable. Right. Uh, Paul was the one sitting in their seats. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, your seat is mine now. Goddamn it. <laughs> Fuck that. You stealing niggas from Africa. I'm stealing your seat from the show. And if that white bitch you call your wife wants to sit down, she could sit in my lap. But, mm. but I have that nigga dick. She'll be eight inches taller. Okay. <sighs> my Sherry Amore, pretty little girl that I adore. You're the only one my heart speaks for. How I wish that you were mine. A girl. You know what that noise is? Is that a shotgun? That's the chopper, nigga. That's the chopper. Side seat with the chopper. 
All right. The harem speaks. This is for the guy who wants to be hooked up with someone from the harem. Absolutely not. Because we don't like the way you came for our sultan. I love this. <laughs> a sultan is a king, right? Yeah. Man, this motherfucker here. That's why she gets the side seat, nigga. She called me a king. If you're a faithful listener, you already know. If you do it again, I'm coming through the door like Manny when Tony was in the shower. Chichi, chichi, get the yayo. I'm whispering A B A B. Get the yayo on the way out. Of course, this is all love and jokes. And shout out to the entire ANA family, especially the one with the vaginas. Much love, Shamar Emery. Much Yeah. That nigga who talking all that shit. Hello? You want me I should shoot this nigga Big Daddy? <laughs> the Big Daddy character should just be in your... Uh, I love it. I love her voice. It's we, so cute. You did it this weekend. Yeah. 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 That was great. You want me to treat him like white folk Big Daddy? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything for our girl, Shamar? No, I thought it was, you know that that was that was for you. Yeah, well, so I, she, she well, took care of you. Wait a minute, if I'm the Sultan, then who are you? I'm just a sidekick. The Sultan and the sidekick. <laughs> Simi, we must go to America and find my queen. Simi, talk to me in African. Where 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 does one go to find a woman suitable enough for a king? <laughs> That's how great Arsenio's African accent was. <laughs> Since you used Eddie Murphy and Arsenio, I'm gonna maybe we could we can name ourselves. You could be some money and I could be no money. Since ah, it's big money and little money, yeah, some money and no, no money. money. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> woo 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 woo! Get out of the car, nigga. Wait a minute. I got some money. How you gonna fuck with me? Fuck that. Your money don't mean shit. Hey, white guy, are you all right? <laughs> But I got some money. <laughs> Fuck your money, nigga. <laughs> Ma'am, is this him? Yes. That's the nigga that raped me, daddy. Uh, you're gonna need that you're gonna need some of that money now. Yes. <laughs> Spoken by the truth. <laughs> right. uh, Raymond Mojica. Three-year listener, first-time email. Damn, nigga, you just now coming to the front of the class? All right. What's good, Aries and Andy? If you read this, I will definitely write in again. Well, nigga, pull out your notepad and pen. I have a few topics I would like to touch on. No homo. I would like to hear more about your opinions on 80s movies. One of my favorites being Big Trouble in Little China. That movie has everything 80s about it, and it's definitely a cult classic. Why are you laughing? It's a terrible movie. Is it really? Oh, shit. Um, my main question is, are you two willing to watch Perfect Strangers? It's with Balky. Wasn't that the TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm too high right now. You are, nigga. But I'm watching it and laughing my ass off. It was funny. There's funny. It's, it's, it's an 80s sitcom. Uh, especially that theme song. Um, Aries, if you need my Hulu account info, I know $10, a lot of money. I got you, fam. Only true gamers will understand the money joke. And he spells it M-U-N-E-H joke. Rest in peace, DMX. I consider myself a gamer, and I don't understand it. I, I'm not a gamer, so I don't care. So, yeah. Um, you, yeah. Never, you never saw Big Trouble in Little China? I didn't. Is that the one with Jack Nicholson? Uh, I don't even remember. I just that's the one. Madonna. No, that's Chinatown. No, no, no. This is Madonna, and I don't think. Oh Jack hell no! I ain't seen Madonna that shit. and uh, I, I think Sean Penn. That's where they met each other. Was in that movie. Oh hell no, nigga! Anything I'm with Madonna sure, I'm is pretty sure not. That's, I'm pretty sure that it's with happening. Sean Penn. I just remember it being because I liked Madonna in. Um, oh, I I can't even remember the name. Yeah, of the movie. and you also said you had liked Madonna because you was a DJ. Yeah, and that would fill the dance floor. And I told you on Lucky that Star episode, is a great song. I don't care what yeah, you say. I told you on that episode, man, if you don't move your glittery ass for me. <laughs> uh I'll look it up right now. But I'm pretty sure that's the one that they were uh that they were in together. Like a virgin. <laughs> Big Trouble Little China. First time. Oh, I could... like a virgin. oh man, I I'm completely wrong on this one. 
Is it hot? You found I, it? Yeah, I fucked up. That's not the one I thought it was. Okay, so this is a different movie. I don't so think I've seen in it. it. Kurt Russell, Kim Cartrell, Dennis Dunn, James Hong. Uh, let's see if anybody else. Other than Kurt Russell, I don't even recognize nobody. Yes, you do. Kim Ooh. Cattrall. Oh, Kim Cattrall. She's your girl from oh, uh, Sex in the City. Yeah. Oh, I really didn't see that shit. I think I got the wrong. I I, I was thinking of a different movie. Mm. Now I want to know what movie I'm thinking of. Um. Yeah. Well, there it is. No, I I I, I would I haven't seen it. But. So you think you'll check it out? A lot of Asians in that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, hence little big trouble. And little we'll patinous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well, we'll check it out. All right. I was completely wrong. Sorry. All right. John Carpenter was the director of it. Ain't he the horror guy? Yeah, he does a lot of... What the fuck? That's got to be bad. Kim Cattrall and a horror dude doing comedy. I don't know. All right. Uh, this is from D. Delante Bard. My girl, Dee Dee Bard, on Instagram. First of all, let me just say, I ain't going to say what it is, baby, but I hope you're doing well. You know, you know, you got me in your corner. Uh, this is Dee Dee Bard from Instagram. I'm a female listener of yours. I've been listening to your episodes 27 Pussy Podcast, 90, 91, 118, and recently 257. Uh, my mentality and logic as a Sigma woman, Sigma means I follow no one, is a little different than most women. I don't think that all men ain't shit, nor do I subscribe to treating them any less than the man he is. I believe in love and subservience. Subservience? I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Uh, For the right man, of course. Nothing wrong with the way you described how you personally court a woman, but there is everything wrong if she doesn't take the time to get to know you and what you like. Maybe you yourself like massages, which I don't. Uh, maybe you like for a woman to know you for you and not because you're Aries. Uh, as who a man is on stage isn't always who he is off stage. There's no symphony between two people if there is only one instrument playing. You still looking for that movie? Yeah, I'm looking for, yeah, for a different one. Go ahead. Uh, I'm listening, though. I'm listening. Uh, Some women have a propensity of operating with a sense of entitlement. They, <laughs> two baby mothers, they dig that. <laughs> pedestal treatment the pedestal treatment goes way back to cinderella and snow white love there was an love there was just an illusion with the man having no flaws and the woman being perfect on episode 90 i'm mixed father was black creole as well as asian and italian me looking like a white girl but not white has been interesting for me i don't fit in with white people too black yet nor dark skin enough for black folk. And what hurts me is how beautiful black women feel is how what hurts me is how beautiful black women feel they need to spend all that money to get butt fillers, braids that mess up their hair, edges ending and them losing their edges, all the unnecessary things black women do. And if they could just see how beautiful they are. And yes, white people need to just shut up and quit defending their positions. And some white Whites being racist, but use ebonics as well as listen to rap. We really, as a nation, need to come together as one and appreciate what everyone brings to the table. And the N-word is too polarizing and shouldn't be used anywhere, in shows or anywhere else. Some black folk don't even like to use it. I'd love to find a more powerful word, something that doesn't have a hurtful history to it. History to it, such a king, etc. And I get it. There is a commonality in using the N-word in the black community because the definition of it is understood and appreciated. We all have to remember that black folk were on this planet, ancient Egyptians, way before Jesus, who looks like a doobie brother. And get the fuck out of here, Tony Robbins. He'll never, ever get it. So all he can do is offer support and love and teach ways to bridge the gap to create peace and love. Uh, Moving forward, Andy doesn't get it. White folks can't use the N-word ever because he doesn't get that it was the white man who called the black slaves, not by their first name or last name, for some sort of damn respect, but they use the N-word instead. A white man is called by his name, but a black man is called by the color of his skin. I'm going to just stop for a second. I never recalled you saying that white people should be able to use the N-word. I never said that they should. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one, baby. Uh, You might have misunderstood somehow. 
Hispanic folk are no threat to the white man like the black culture is. They are not powerful. The white man considers them as just a community who has five jobs, 50 people living in one house, getting jobs in a Home Depot parking lot and being quiet and obedient janitors or gardeners. A white man knows when the Hispanic culture as a collective ever come to support our black people while we are under attack, except for picketing. Never. A white man only goes after the race with whom it feels is a threat. Episode 91. If you're handling everything from a woman's mental, spiritual, etc. on every level and maintains his alpha stance, then yes, I'm bowing down to my king. Talking care of everything he needs. Taking, baby. Uh, there is no doubt. But feminists are operating in their divine masculine energy, and that creates problems. Years ago, I asked an older couple who had been married for 60 years and asked them what was the secret to their fantastic marriage. She responded that it was his job to bring home the bacon, to provide and give her the love she needs. And it was her job to handle the house and all jobs having to do with it. Furthermore, she was to not tell him how to do his job and he couldn't tell her how to run the household. Stay in your lanes. They are absolutely in love because she operates in a divine feminine energy and he operates in his divine masculine energy. She doesn't spend her days trying to emasculate him. Uh, it's all a beautiful thing. And you're right. Once a woman meets that man, then there is nothing she won't do for him and do happily. And at the end of the day, anoint his feet with oils. Damn. On episode 116, Emasculation, many years ago, I had to tell my beloved that I was on my cycle. He got a Cheshire cat grin and said, is your mouth bleeding too? Got to find humor in everything. Woo! Episode 118. I love MTV's ridiculousness, ridiculousness. And yes, white folks do the most stupid shit ever. Tell Andy that folks don't eat pizza crust unless it's stuff. LOL. Uh, and I'm almost done, folks. Bear with me. Episode 257. Andy's white perspective from a mixed woman's POV is frustrating and idiotic. My friends and I go into a gas station and I'm the only one who isn't watched and I'm mixed. Why? Because even though I'm olive complected, I can pass for a white woman. And so therefore, I'm not considered a threat. And Andy switched up on you from his original perspective of white people get killed too. to until deaths of white people are broadcasted, there won't be a change bullshit. As a female listener and a fan of yours since day one, when you first hit the comic scene, I love your humor and honesty, which is sorely missed in the world, and love your show. P.S. Andy needs to spend more time around minorities. Best, D.D. Bard. There's a whole menu on that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think she's been writing it for three years. <laughs> well, no, but that wasn't her. It was, oh, no, that wasn't her. But she this one, I think years. she's been writing it for three years. Right. She's been waiting to write this one. Um. I, if I spend any, I, I don't know who I. I hardly spend any time with anybody that's not a minority. Right. So, uh, uh, well, my girl isn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I it just felt like, in a nutshell, some of those assessments were a tad bit off. Well, I, I think I think she listens to it, and and like a lot of people, don't listen to my. Right. I, I think I ponder a lot when I'm when I'm talking, and I think out loud as I'm talking. Right. And I think if you catch just part of it. You uh, that that would be the assessment that you right. have, but um, yeah, I fought you on using the N word. Yes, you've always been against that. And uh, the the conversation that we had, and this is the only thing I can come close to, is uh, using it on stage. And the perspective is, as a comedian, if if it's funny, it works. Right. And if it's not funny, then that's a whole that's a whole another story. Uh, that was that was it, and I don't profess to even wanting to use it on stage. Um, as uh, I have a joke that it does it does work, it's funny, uh, but just for my own personal reasons, I haven't even done that joke. And yeah, and, I, and let me real quick say something because I, I, if I if my if my memory serves me right, I want to say I know I've spoken with her back and forth on Instagram, uh, and the way she broke down specific episodes is within the order that I always tell the women who are coming to the podcast for the first time to sample the Coke uh, for free before I sell it to you forever, which is episodes 27, 90, 91, and 118. And I'm saying that to say this. I don't know if she's going to the beginning and started to listen in order. And that's why I always preach that, because when you hear those things out of sequence, I could see how that assessment on you 
might be. But once you really start to go in order, especially towards when you get towards where we are currently, for those who have been listening since the beginning, I think they really see you now. You know what I mean? Like you just started out as a big, huge blob of clay, and now you're finally turning into a, a normal blob of human being. Well, <laughs> I whittled down the wording that I used, and I think people hear it differently. But, but they knew who I was, like you said, when I was a bottle, of, when I was a big Play-Doh. And right. uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but the last thing, I, I think a lot of people took this out of context, and a lot of people got what I was saying. Right. That about the uh, about killing about policing and white America, and and, and the way I should have said it is as over policing. Uh, will continue to go over policing. You you can't over police just one community because people then start to over police other communities and keeps continuing to go on. So I guess how I should have said it is as more over policing starts to affect white America and as more attention is drawn to that, white America will start pushing back on over policing. But as long as it's only happening to the black community, they have no right. interest in talking about it because they that's not what they do. No. Uh, that that is a better way for me to put it, and because as I said, the Aries off the air. It's not where you have to actually even kill a white person. The police have to kill a white. All they have to do is make white people uncomfortable, and they push back. Um, but if you Google and 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 instead of writing just to me, but if you Google uh, white people and over uh, over policing and, and deaths, you'll see that it's already happening. And guess what? There's lawsuits and there's police being fired. So. It is part of what has to happen, but the attention on it has to happen. I'm not, I'm not advocating for it to happen, uh, for, for uh, people to be killed. I'm just saying that this is how this country works. And if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Here, here. Um, Athenos, episode 261, The Digestion Chronicles. <laughs> I don't remember which delusional fan wrote in about how you and Andy are supposed to be having these conversations that other famous brothers and sisters, and then he puts in parentheses, Kevin Hart, Michael Jordan, Oprah, a.k.a. wealthy black people, only talk about in private. I was cussing the motherfucker out like, how the hell are you going to tell somebody how to discuss or debate a particular subject or topic, especially when it's the hottest topic in the U.S.? Since prior on fire, Pepsi Perm Mike, and of course left left lie A Town Fortress Fry, sponsored by ATL wide receiver Andre. It's nighttime, B, but your crib looked like the sun risen. LOL. Tell that bum ass nigga it's called real talk for a reason. Shit, they lucky you didn't even start clapping out every word with your hands, like every black person has done religiously before catching their first felonious caper. Either way, keep doing your thing and remember, all black people ain't black. Nah, Aries, some just born that way. Long story short, by telling by trying to tell you what to do, that fan touched the black man's radio and didn't even know it. That means the fool was oblivious to the fact that he needed to apologize. This makes the black man mad. And hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, but heaven have no wrath like wrath like a black man born. LOL, meaning I like that. Hell have no fury like a woman scorned, but heaven have no wrath like a black man born. Yeah, put that on a Hallmark card. <laughs> Others have to get furious or wrathful. Blacks was born with that shit in our spirit from our chain ancestors. Shit, we spend our whole damn life trying to balance that shit out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, brother, to that dude that, you know, you know what it is. Let niggas talk how we talk. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I got what why someone would say that to you. But on the other hand, I'm on this podcast with you. Yes. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. This is how the podcast works. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and we are talking. You know, I, I never really... To me, being honest on stage was very mm -hmm. important. So uh, even though I'm not the jokiest on the podcast, because I do take what we talk about seriously, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't want this to go any other way. Right. We, we talk about serious. I didn't know that we were talking. About, I knew it was serious. I just didn't realize like we are a few one of the few people that will take it as deep as we will go. Yeah. And, and, and you know, out of the out of the rubble, 
comes magic. So, you know, um, the most thing you have, best thing you could ever do is just be natural. Be natural and be honest. And whatever's going to be is what's going to be. Anything fabricated, uh, I don't think the creative process does what it's supposed to do uh, when you try to create it so much or force it rather. Force is a better word. Uh, and, And trying to force a certain way we talk does not feel natural. You know, when I cut him off, I'm not cutting him off to be a dick. I'm cutting him off because that's just who I, I, I'm feeling. I'm in the moment. It's the passion. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the fucking moment. And it's my responsibility to speak up after, after during, or however I can get it in while we're having these passionate yeah. conversations. So I get it. I'm never, uh, I'm, I'm never put, I, I, I mean, if we didn't end up, if, if after our podcast, we couldn't talk to each other for a week, that would be a problem. Right. But people have to understand that we have we know we we know this about us, and we're going to go out to eat afterwards. So uh, it's like that scene uh, in Scarface uh, when Frank Loge's character uh, tried to set up Tony, and Tony goes in there with the fucking arm in a sling, and Manolo's there. You know the scene? Hey, Ernie, you got a job? Yeah. And uh, Frank is begging for his life, and Tony just finally goes, "Oh no, I'm not going to shoot you." And he turns to Manolo. And goes, Manolo, shut the piece of shit. No, no, no. I just picture that same scene with that dude telling us how to talk. And I just go, oh, no, I'm not going to kill you. Yo, Shamar, shut the piece of shit. You want I should shoot that nigga right there, Big Daddy? No, no. All right. <laughs> we need a claymation of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or an <laughs> Not, animation. Yeah, well, I don't even want an animation. I want to see little little figures moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my girl, A.B. She's back. Yeah. Title, Leave Big Daddy Alone. See, this, this, yeah. Hey, A&A. Uh, it's been a while. I just wanted to pop in and say hello as a proud member of the Bitch Badge Club, Pussy Powers Unite. I had to throw in my point oh two in on the email and the guy trying to tell you how to run the show. Yes, and she puts in caps. Leave Big Daddy alone. I love this. When you did the roll call, I was present and accounted for. Salute to you, Daddy. I have to say that I'm also glad something sexy about being called. <laughs> Daddy, nigga. I don't know. I again, the older I get, the more my inhibitions go away, and I'm starting to like, you know, freaky shit. I'm starting to figure out what I like. I like toes in my mouth, heat on the pussy. I'm gonna add to the list, Daddy. Call me Daddy. My girl's too much younger for me to hear to her call you Daddy. Yeah, I think it would it turn would, you off. Yeah, so you wouldn't accept. Ooh, Granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to the granddaddy. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I had to say that I'm so glad to hear all the love that Andy is getting from the different listeners. You're a cool dude with a, a variety of life experience. I would totally hang out with you. Oh, yes. Congrats to the engagement. Go Tara. The chemistry between the both of y'all with this podcast is out of this world. I really hope that y'all do a live podcast show one day soon. I haven't written in a while with the goal to give other people a chance, but I didn't want to stay away too long and make y'all send up the bat, the bat signal. Much love, respect, and continuous support. I am loving the love among the different listeners. I stay laughing when I listen weekly. XOXOAB. Thank you, sugar. Thanks, A.B. That's nice. Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> Love it. Um, from my boy, Mookie. Oh, he got some news too, nigga. Because you, you, you talk about Tara. He got news too. Yeah. Papa Mookie. Yeah. Uh, yo, just want to let y'all know Papa Mookie is out this bitch. Having my first child, he's slash she will be here in December. Don't matter the gender as long as they are healthy. I'll holler at you. 
Mookie. Congratulations, Seriously, nigga. that's a great moment, man. Yeah, man, that's beautiful, man. Matter of fact, for the baby born, put the radio up to the stomach and put on the Spears and Steinberg <laughs> podcast. Please don't. So when the baby born come out and be like, nigga, what's happening? You know? Uh, I, I, it's just such a great moment, though, when you have when you have your first kid. But the, the, the thing about it is, Someone asked me, and I'm not trying to give anybody uh, any advice because this, this isn't advice. Someone asked me though. They said, "What's it? What? What? what how'd you feel when you, when you had your first, when you you had that first kid?" Right. And I, you know, what what do I have to look forward to? And I just said, "I said I'm sorry to tell you this, but having your first kid, you never ever feel safe again. Like I'm always thinking about my kid. Like I woke up this morning, I was like, it's my, you know, I had to call my kids just to make right. sure." Everything was good in their life, like nothing bad. Because anytime something's bad, or if I see something, you know, they're in Phoenix and I see some uh, an accident or something, right away my mind goes to, are they safe? Excuse me. And, and that's that's the that's your your life is no longer yours. It's it's so much more of of everything. Mm. To me, that's how it, that's how it worked for me. I just couldn't imagine, um, like I I can't imagine how small I used to think when it was just about me. Yeah. Yeah, I never. Stop thinking it was about me. <laughs> uh, and Mookie, listen, I, I don't know you, know you, know you, but from what I feel, I, I feel like I always get a, 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 a vibe from people. I think you're going to be a great father, man, because you just seem like a real nice, playful motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations, black man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Junebug Spade sounds racist, doesn't it? Junebug Spade, yeah, it does sound yeah. a little bit like it could be a problem. Spade and that that little that that girl, vo- the the daddy. Maybe I want to know who raped you. It was that nigga, daddy. It was Junebug Spade. <laughs> Boys, I want you to get your ropes and your sheets, your pitchforks and your torches. I want you to get your pickup trucks. We know who did it. Was it Rand Foots? No, it's Junebug Spade. <laughs> what about Leroy Furious? We haven't seen that nigger in quite some time. But load up, boys. We're going after Junebug Spade. Yee-hoo! All right. Um, power of Comedy. What's good, fellas? I just want to tell you guys how much I appreciate the pod. I got to say the power of comedy is real. Aries, you said a joke on Russell Peters' podcast that had me in tears and definitely made my day better after having a shitty work experience. When Big Daddy Kane was bringing up CeeLo Green as being a dope MC, and your response was, I can't get over him being shaped like (laughs) R2-D2. He looks like a propane tank. Bro, I damn near drove off the side of the road in laughter. I say that to say the profession you and Andy are in can affect people in positive ways. Whether you realize it or not, your talents bring joy to people's lives. As I said before, I had a really bad day at work. I almost brought my bad day home with me. You don't want to do that. I don't know if you got kids or a girl, but some dudes do that. And I mean, everybody gets beat up. I said, I want my goddamn dinner when I walk to the door. Hi, daddy. What? Flat. Ah! Um, that didn't work, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but listening to you during that 30-minute drive home made a difference and changed my whole mood. Comedy, along with music, can change people's lives. I want to thank you both for the pod. I listen religiously, and it helps me get through my day. Anytime Aries says in the Southern girl's voice, Daddy, that nigga raped me. I laugh for at least 20 minutes straight. <laughs> I can't wait until you guys come to New York. Caroline's is back open, so hopefully we can book a weekend ASAP. And I, and I, think, and I emailed you back, bro, and I told you I don't do Caroline's. My club is Gotham. Uh, I would love to do Caroline's because I just like the location. It's right in the heart of everything, of, of everything uh, a.k.a. Times Square. Uh, but Gotham's cool, too. It's just, you know, it's near the meatpacking district, and you know what that means. So when we come to New York, uh, come fuck with us at Gotham. 
It's in the Chelsea area, actually. Is it really? That's yeah. not the meatpacking? It's not the... No, it's not it the... It leads to the meatpacking. <laughs> it's just the way... It's... it's the penis that, when it's erect, leads to the booty. <laughs> it's right next door to the Chelsea Hotel. Okay. But in that whole area... Yeah. And what, 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 what sound effect do I have that I can give you when I don't want to answer a question anymore? <laughs> think, think about that. <laughs> That's your homework assignment. Um, yeah, got them, man. Home of the home of the motherfucking soprano security team. Love them niggas. They're fucking ex cops. Niggas wear suits. They don't fuck around. Yeah, got them is a cool club, man. I, I like Paulie Christopher Shell. Anybody fucking makes shitty heckles. Anybody fucking yells out, I want him out of here. I don't want him fucking with the comedians. So we make a fucking bread and butter. You know, I got this fucking thing. I got to pay for Uncle June's fucking law fees. I don't got time for this shit. If anybody makes fun of these guys, if anybody yells out, you get them the fuck out of here. All right. Yeah, Gotham. You like Gotham, right? You've been uh, no, there. I like Gotham a lot. I, yeah. I, you know what? And, I, and I'm. this is just because I'm biased about New York. The the worst club in New York is still a good club. The Ooh. club, 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 club. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Right. I got to get you to go over to the stand, though. The stand. I love the stand, man. We. I, I mean, it's. Uh, I meant to tell you. Um, if we go ahead and finally ink this deal. These podcast guys, they said it's above the seller. Yeah, but now I know you'll love that. Yeah, no, that's that's nice. But the seller and the stand, Gotham, Carolines. I mean, these are the like some of the best clubs in in the world. Right. I mean, it, 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 New York. Ha- this is why I came to New York. His dick gets so hard for New York. New York comedy, man. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I mean, if New York was a woman. For comedy, Andy has fucked this bitch. Yeah, stand up New York ways. Stand up New York. I mean, uh, this is just. I, I just can't. There's just a different feel out here, man. Mm. James Gillis comments: Paul, the podcast, and Tiffany. Hey, Aries, felt compelled to let you know my thoughts. First, I could hear the frustration in your voice about how people handled, slash, reacted, slash, respected, or lack of Paul's death and also career. Your Paul. Impressions are absolute fucking magic. You have an insane power to channel people. Because I'm an X-Men, nigga. <laughs> I'm a fucking X-Men. We're the future Charles, not them. Raven, Ares. Right. It's truly amazing. When I saw the news about Paul dying, it was four days after he died. Four days. That to me seemed weird because there's an old white... Because when an old white person in Hollywood that I usually don't know dies... I'll know about it within minutes. And I follow comedians and Paul on social media, but no one was fucking talking about it. Paul Mooney is a person I am beyond enamored with, read his books, seen every recorded stand-up, followed his career. I absolutely love how he used his brain. Your monologue about him daunting white people in his dreams on Spears and Steinberg made me smile, and it meant a lot. I've been feeling really weird about Paul being gone, how great he was, what I would have said to him if I met him, etc. Your impersonation was what I needed to hear. Thank you. About people reposting your tribute. Tribute. Fuck that noise. As someone starting off in the podcast world and local comic myself, I hear you 6,000%. Tiffany wouldn't have the doors open for her today if Paul Mooney and people like Paul didn't exist. I don't care what fucking show you're hosting or what network is considering you, repost that fucking tribute. As for her protecting the brand, that whole phrase can go fuck itself. It's a thing people say when they want to hide and shift blame. Here's my thought. People like you and Paul are treasures. You don't want the support or the connection with people uh, who will switch it up on you over money. I don't care what the reason is. You're a real fucking person, and people like you make people like me really thankful for for you. That honestly pissed me off that she wouldn't help you shine. But you can't expect anyone to treat you the same way you would treat them. That's not how garbage people work. I could talk about this all day. If there's any chance I could interview slash shoot the shit with you 
on a podcast I'm creating. That'd be fucking dope. Stay safe and well and keep this shit up. Huge fan, James. Uh, James, I want to pull some of the sting out of what you're saying. Uh, look, I still got love for Tiff. You know, if she don't ever put me in anything, if she don't ever fuck with me again, I'm happy for her success because she deserves it. I always thought Tiffany was a question of time, uh, not uh, if, but when. Um, but I did a podcast this morning uh, from two black girls. Uh, and did I have to do it? Nope. Are they huge? Nope. But there was also, you know, the end justified the means. I'm trying to grow our female fan base. So whatever crumb I can get that brings women to us, I'm going to take advantage of it. But I'm also doing them a solid because by having somebody like me on, that that brings them a certain look of, and attention. So I would be a hypocrite if I said black people need to stick together and work and help. And and I'm not doing that. Um, but, you know, I, again, I just think that, you know, with fame and money and power and stature and the more of it, the higher of it, the bigger of it, it fucks with your head and it fucks with you, you know, and I get what. Andy's point was about her brand. I understand that. I just thought my point was valid too. And look, if it's safe enough for everybody else, it should have been safe enough for you. And if everybody else turned it down, then I could see you following suit. Cause you're like, yo, well, why did they turn it down? But since it was already given the USDA seal of approval, come on, sis. So, um, I just got a quick comment on this. I don't think anything that we talked about in that, was to uh, attack Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And that's why his came out with a little harshness that I was afraid that talking about it the way we did, honestly, right. would. Because I don't think this is just about Tiffany. Yeah, it would be nice if she did, if she understood, you know, like you said, all these other people, it was, it was approved. But you're also, and she hadn't heard it, and yeah, you said that, but, she, uh, but it's also a tribute that you're going to do Paul talking Paul, and it's you, who also mm. doesn't get the fair shine from Hollywood. Right. So given those that, I understand her, like I said, you know, she protecting her brand. She's worked hard. She has a window. Let's be real honest. The female window is smaller a lot of times than the, the, the man's window in, the, in that industry. For sure. So for her to, like, want it, that, that, that isn't. I understand it would be better if she just came at it with all love and goes, oh, they posted it? Sure, Aries. Or at right. least go, Aries, love to post it. Let me just listen to it first real quick because you know right. you, you know my situation. Right. That would have been fine, too. Right. You didn't get that. And I get and I get that. But I don't want this. This has a lot more to do with the industry than just uh, Tiffany and what how the industry can twist someone's arm a little bit. Let's put it that right. way. So that being said. Uh, I just don't want to put this on all. I I, I don't want. I, I feel bad hearing someone put like you said, sting on Tiffany, right? Because uh, that that is not. I wouldn't have felt comfortable talking about it if I would have felt that that was the direction. I think. Listen, I'm not going to be the guy to lead the charge to go fuck Tiffany. I'm not going to do that. No. Um. Because again, I know why she's leery. Um. But you are the Paul. <laughs> I hate to say this. And I hate to hear it, but I know the reality. You are the Paul of this moment, this time. But what I hate about that is I'm not because, like I said, I don't have white people walk out of my shows. Right. I, I don't make them feel like they're being shanked. I, I don't, I, I'm again, slavery heroes, I'm more Frederick. I'm more Harriet. I'm not Nat Turner. No, I, and I'm, when I say that, I don't mean that you are. I know what you your, mean. Your act isn't I, I, that I, I, way. I, I, I know mean the you way mean. that you're perceived handled and handled. Yes, I, I know what you mean. Okay, so I understand her thought process as well. Mm-hmm. Don't, not saying I agree or disagree with it. I'm just right. saying I understand it. Right. Um, JV Hunt, I think this is a female. Uh, thoughts on Tiffany and Tommy. Spears and Steinberg podcast email number four. Hi, Aries and Andy. First, I want to say congratulations, Andy, on your engagement. Thank you. That's awesome. From what you've spoken about relationships with Tara, you guys seem to work well. So I wish you all the best. Also, I agree with Aries that your life definitely sounds like Grand Theft Auto. It sounds like you've lived many lives before. So please continue to share your stories. Secondly, thank you for 
Uh, thank you all for reading my last email on the show. I almost sent a cult soul like email to complain. <laughs> LMAO. <laughs> and no, I'm not white. I'm a young black woman. Uh, and Aries, to your question about whether Tiffany Haddish was being Hollywood or protected the brand when you asked her to rep- repost your Paul Money impression, I think it was both. You have been kind of blackballed by Hollywood, so I agree with Andy that Tiffany has worked so hard for so long that she probably doesn't want something like reposting your post to be the thing that derails her ascent to greatness because some industry people have a bad taste in their mouth about you. I don't think it's necessarily all the way personal. But then again, I also think that if you, if black entertainers wanted to, you all could fund your projects together or even with grassroots crowd funding so you don't need Hollywood to validate you. Now, let me stop right there. And that's my bigger point. Yeah, that was your bigger point. It's ridiculous that we are still hat in hand, feed me, boss, when we have the ability to feed ourselves. When we have the ability based on our our, uh, buying power and black dollars and what we generate, why are we still doing that? Where is the DreamWorks a la Spielberg, Katzenberg, and David Geffen for us a la an Oprah, a Jordan, another third party? Why are we not forming like Voltron? All right. Um, But you do have that going on in Atlanta right now. With one guy. It, it, it takes one to start. It should have been a bunch a long time ago. I, Niggas ain't just come into wealth and success. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's not what it was. It is what it is right now. Okay, and it is what it is, but it should have been a long time ago. But let's play fair and build from that. <sighs> it's been done by people like Tyler Perry, and I know his work has declined in recent years, but still, his success speaks for itself. But this negative talk... Aries isn't helping as well. I know you've been in an industry for 30 plus years and have tried for so long with not so much to show for it. Well, I, I don't agree with that assessment. I've had plenty to show for it. Uh, I, I don't have to show for it on the level I'd like, but uh, you don't just go 30 years uh, and don't have enough in the, in, in, the, in the gas tank. I think it was just mis, miscommunicated. I think that's well, what then, she meant. Well, then, sweetie, you need to call Larry Smoother. <laughs> But continue to stick it out. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, you could probably fund your own special and sell it on your website or do a thing where you sell a ticket and viewers can access a private YouTube link to your live comedy special. I saw another comic do that, and I went to that virtual show. I would for damn sure do the same for you if you do something like that. Just an idea. Also, I agree with Tommy Davidson when you mentioned that he feels... Um, he's made it, even though he might not be acknowledged by the industry. It sounds like he's just happy to do what he loves and finds that to be what his success and joy looks like, which sounds awesome to me. In my eyes, your success shouldn't be wrapped up in acquiring things and fame uh, because if you continuously chasing after that and you don't get it, you're probably going to be miserable. At least that's just my thought, as I'm not in the entertainment industry. Peace, Josie. What do you got? I mean, you know, I hear where she's coming from. I don't agree with uh, every point of view. Well, I agree. I see where she's coming from. But, you know, some of the things that people will say, and they have said this to you, and they give you other suggestions or ideas to get your brand across. Like, Mm -hmm. you could do a YouTube, you could do... Where I agree with that person mm-hmm. on what they're saying, but I also look at your situation, and as a new comic, I'm still in. You know, I'm a new. I mean, I got a little mileage now, but I'm still a new comic. And and coming up, being older, and seeing how things were done in the past, I mean, there's a certain amount of respect that's given to people that have been in this industry for a long period of time and have made money for other people and done uh, and consistently put out a good product. Right, and I think. Those people get deals, and right. and it's almost I, – I feel when you talk about this, I don't think you benefit yourself by talking about it a lot. I really don't. I agree with that. Talking but, about what, like the Tiffany shit? No, not only the Tiffany shit, but just about the industry and calling the industry out a little bit and, and saying what you say. But on the other hand, it's the disrespect that you get that makes you so frustrated because you have done this for a long time. 
and you have put out a product this whole time and you sell tickets and you bring people out and you have acting chops and you have been uh, through this. So I understand the frustration. It is, yes, you could do some of these other things, as she's saying, but do people who have been at this as long as you and have put this kind of work in, is that the route that they go through or are they getting the respect from the industry? And that's where it's frustrating. You know, um, I've thought about it, and I and I and I feel like, look, you already don't like me. I don't know what I'm supposed to be able to do to change how you feel if your decision or your feeling about me is set in stone. I'm not gonna bust my ass and break my neck tap dancing and doing soft shoe and all that other shit if your mind is made up that you don't like me. And listen, when I go out on auditions. I try to do everything I can to smile like a motherfucker. I'm Chester the Cat, nigga, from, from you know, Alice in Wonderland. I'm from temple to temple. I, and, and I'm not trying to do too much, but I want to make sure I do enough. I'm, I'm, I try to be personable. Hello in the room. How are you? Shake every hand. I can only do so much to change that perception, but... I've, I've, I've more or less, like, I believe in my heart and my soul. I believe in my heart and my soul that before my, my, my final days, I'm going to get there. But if I don't, I'm making peace with it. Uh, that's why I'm also trying to do other things that have nothing to do with entertainment. Uh, just because if, if Hollywood finally shuts its door on me, I want to be able to have enough bread so that I can live the way I want to live and my people are taken care of. And, you know, will I be happy with that? I'll find a way. Because, look, if I don't get what I really would love to get, will I be disappointed? Will I, you know, let's be truthful. I'm going to sit here and say that shit that motherfuckers are saying. Go, I might be a little damn, damn. But I'd rather be damn in a cabana that's a part of a wing on my crib than be damn and, you know, in some fucking apartment somewhere because shit's done got that bad. Um, I just, I'm over trying to force people to, to understand who I am. You know, it's almost like, fuck it, if Hollywood ain't going to do it, let me put the, the power in the people's hands. Because I just have a hard time. Maybe I'm stubborn. Maybe I'm stupid in thinking this way. I have a hard time believing. And like Martin, Steve Martin said, be so good they can't ignore you. I have a hard time believing that if, if I could keep being the funniest motherfucker alive and find ways to just keep doing that, at some point, if I make enough noise that way, somebody's going to listen. But then Chris Rock crips into my head. It's not about the jokes. Okay, but can I, can I give you two sentences and, and, and you tell me which one you use and then tell me which one would work better for you? Man, I just need all the people who listen to the podcast to uh, let the people know. Like, whatever it is, put me up. Send out letters. Tell everybody that I that I, I should be in this movie or that they would like to see me in a movie or if something comes Finish up. Finish your thing, but that's something I would never no, do. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Let me just kind of get to it. I know Coach would do that. Okay, but get get into right. but right. in, in your words, in right. your words, you know, uh, people listen to the podcast. I'm trying you know, whatever you say to move people. And then it, that's what you say, and then you go, because Hollywood won't do listen to me. Or just eliminate the Hollywood won't listen to me. You still get the people to do what you want to do, but you, you eliminate the part where you, where, where you even brought up Hollywood. Which one would work better for you? So if I say everything you just said with Hollywood and then say everything I say without Hollywood, just eliminate the because Hollywood won't, doesn't like me. Hollywood doesn't to, need to, me. To Hollywood me, doesn't to, want to me. To me, it, it it still feels like I'm trying to get people to somehow help me, like get in. Well, you know, going back to what Chappelle, and that to me feels a little like begging. No, but how Chappelle said it, and I love how Chappelle said it. He says, "You know, I'll just take it." You can take it without telling him you're going to, but, but, but you don't have to tell him you're going to take it. You don't have to say from Hollywood, "I'm going to take it." You want your you want your um, you want your star to 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 uh, sparkle. So, in life. other words, don't tell the white family, "Hey, I'm gonna rob you at midnight." Just rob them at midnight. 
if that's what it takes, why, why, why let them know? I mean, going to Hollywood and say and calling Hollywood out isn't going to get that next step because it's always because first. But, of all, but, but first of all, nobody in Hollywood is listening to this podcast. No, no, but they hear you somehow through whatever. And remember, as we talked about this, Hollywood's changed. The person at Netflix isn't the same person that was at Netflix when you went to Netflix, and, and the and, but the stories. That you what you what you will say is what continues to put those people off. I'm not trying to judge you. This is not. I'm trying to say, listen. As as as, as industry changes, people change. Why are these? Why do the new people have the same opinion of you that the old people do? It's because of what has been putting out there, and the only one who can stop putting that out there is you. And that's how I get pussy. <laughs> 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 we're at uh we're 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 in uh where are we we're at uh helium and philly right now yeah but where are we oh, gonna, irvine we're gonna, yeah we're in improv california opening back up and you're listening to this on thursday that's our first night out there there's uh we're there thursday through sunday yes come on out to irvine you guys you guys been cooped up this whole time come see a show yeah there's plenty of space in at, at that irvine improv yeah that's yeah, a club that's very very uh roomy you'll you'll you'll, you'll feel safe in there yes so uh, come on out this oh, week. Oh, shit. All right. Who do we got? Who do, who, who's on deck? Who's on deck? The upper room. When Jesus. That's what they say, nigga. Who's on deck? The upper room. Uh, <laughs> Woose Dragon. Do it again. This is Woose Dragon. Do it again. Uh, of course, he didn't give me any socials to promote. Uh Smarten up, people. Smarten up. All right. We out. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And up all like beats. What a one, two. Give me a minute. Let me introduce just who I am. They call me Who's the Dragon? What's cracking? Now you understand. Type summer lightning strikes just when the fighting begins. Quick and hella swift. I finish and never assist with a frightening end. Now y'all was talking loud. I'm hot and nice with the rhyme. But the only thing that I'm about is them dollars and diners. And these women see me grinning, so they follow behind us. Call me Cal L. I came to do some things from a different solar system. Hit the booth and change. When I start flexing these bars for you, death to each star, destroy you. Only one can hold me is a true Jedi master. Thinking Obi Wan can know me, but I didn't say that till after. A Jedi mind trick, I'm psychic, it takes practice. But a keep connection to the force, and of course, the same tactics. I'm from the underground, home with them real spitters. Home with them real spitters. And we can do this anytime you want, all night. To make it work, I lace a verse and keep the song tight. And if you liking what you hearing, put your hands to the ceiling. So let's do it again, do it again. And we can do this anytime you want, all night. To make it work, I lace a verse and keep us on tight And if you like it what you hearing Put your hands to the ceiling And let's do it again Do it again I pull up in something bumper Dip the chrome with the loud pipes To keep the club jumping I'm on one when I grab mics I'm a six-pack, I'm tighter Plus this is my wiser Drunken words with some stumbling birds And a blunt from my lighter 808s kick in From the way I lace this shit in Spectacular fashion Get the people out when I rap them Till the equals out Then I'm smashing Believe in the styles of the dragon Is what I'm impacting This habit, don't grab it I Spit is so savage, the magic is tragic. Practice tactics to wrap you in plastic. Even the coroner's warning. Stay you. out of the path of the heat flash. Dragon is blasting these raggedy maggots to ashes. I'm Steph Curry with the crossover. Uh, Fade to the Curry. three. Ain't too many MCs spit uh, one better than uh, me. Yeah. I'm colder than frozen should be. Negative zero degrees. That's how I get pussy. <laughs> <laughs>